630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Thank you, Mr. McDavid. Good matchup. Monday Night Football, 10-2 and two Cardinals, home to the 8-4 and four Rams. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. Cardinals lead this one 3-0. Oilers and Leafs tomorrow on 6-30. Chad, face-off show at 5-30, game at 7. No games in the NHL tonight. It was supposed to be Calgary at Chicago. Three Flames games have been postponed because of a COVID outbreak on their team. Now, at Oilers practice today, no Zach Hyman. He is day-to-day, not ruled out for tomorrow. So we'll see what happens at the morning skate. So uh, with no Hyman on the ice, you had Cassian up with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Nugent Hopkins was centering Fogel and Pugliarvi. And Devin Shore was with Ryan McLeod and Kyler Yamamoto, who got bumped down. The other four forwards were kind of skating as a group. Tippett talked about Fogel and Cassian appearing in the top six today. I feel like Fogel's had good energy here. He's been around the net for a few games, and then we're just, because of Hyman out, we moved him up today just to see, have a look there. You know, Cass has been in and out of that a little bit. He's got the ability to score maybe. Yamo, we're trying to, trying to find him some more juice. You know, played him with, uh, play him with uh, McLeod today just to see. But uh, until Hyman comes back, it's, we're, we're not settled on anything yet. But we're, today we were going to do lots of line rushes, so we just wanted to see. All right, so uh, there's the latest there. So if Hyman is healthy, then these lines might not mean anything come tomorrow, but we'll have all the updates from the uh, Oilers morning skate tomorrow. Bob Stoffer, of course, with Oilers now from noon to 2. Okay, well, this gentleman at one point in his career was an Edmonton Oiler. In fact, he was a first-round pick, 14th overall by the team in 2004, and uh, he's played with several other NHL teams, including a, a great stretch of seasons with the Minnesota Wild. He has now signed on with the Charlotte Checkers in the American Hockey League. Please welcome back to 630 Ched, goaltender Devin Dubnik. Devin, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, it's nice to catch up with you. Uh, of course, you're talking to a lot of uh, people who would have cheered you on when you were playing for the Oilers and then seen you. It's, you played some pretty darn good games against the Oilers. Walked <laughs> away too, Devin, after you left. <laughs> yeah, there was, it was fun. It was fun coming back. All right. Uh, tell me a little bit about this opportunity here with with, uh, with Charlotte. How did this come about for you? Yeah, you know what? It really came about uh, quickly. Um, I got asked to go uh, if I if I was interested in going over to Spangler Cup uh, right around uh, American Thanksgiving, and uh, I said I'd be happy to go. I've I've had the opportunity to go twice before, and um, it's an amazing tournament. I mean, both times I have great memories, and Davos is an incredible spot to be. So I was excited to have the opportunity but I told them, you know, I got to find a place to skate before I can tell you that I'm in because I'm not going to show up on December 23rd or 24th and just jump into a game and, and be able to help you guys out. So uh, originally I'd found um, through, a, a actually, it's funny, um, Ryan Jones, who played with in Edmonton, who I'm sure everybody remembers. He was, he was a fan favorite there. Uh, his 
coach that he had at uh, Miami of Ohio in university is now coaching the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. So he uh, told me to give him a call and see if I could hop on the ice. So I called him and he said they'd be happy to have me. And so I had a practice schedule for for a few weeks, uh, but they take a pretty early Christmas break. So I was still a little bit concerned um, because there was going to be like a two week stretch where I didn't have anywhere to skate. And, uh, and then after a week of skating with them, uh, got a, got a call from Florida. My agent got a call from Florida and they'd heard I was going to Spangler cup and they'd had some injuries, uh, in Charlotte. And they said, if I was interested in going to Charlotte, between now and, and the Christmas break and getting, you know, practice in a couple games and to get ready for Spangler that they'd be happy to have me. And it was kind of the perfect scenario, um, to come down here and, uh, you know, not only get, get practice at a high level with these guys, but also get in a couple games. So it was, uh, you know, the best possible scenario I could get ready for Spangler cup. So to where I'm here now and, um, you know, pretty excited to, to have that opportunity to come here for a couple weeks. And have you played in a game yet? Yeah, I got, I got in uh, on uh, Saturday. So yeah, we uh, we had a nice comeback. We won five three, and and uh, it was good to to get in there. It's been, I think by the last game I played was May first. So um, I got here, got one practice, a pregame skate, and a you know quick pregame skate on Saturday because we played Friday Saturday. So I got out with just a couple shooters, and then right into the game right into the game okay so uh you're off rocking and rolling T tell me a little bit about uh the the spangler you mentioned you have made other appear i think it was in 2012 uh you won 2000 the yeah 2006 was my first one my first year pro as a 20 year old um and we lost in the final that year and then um 2012 was my second one and we won describe the environment over there for those games i've heard so many incredible stories it's i mean the city is just it's it's hard to describe it's just like this magical place in the middle of the swiss alps and um you know it's a it's a beautiful city they got this crazy uh outdoor rink set up that's like the size of a football field just uh outside of the stadium where um you know everybody skates around it's christmas time uh, it's just a, such a beautiful place, and and uh, you go in the rink. It's a it's a very old rink, uh, but it's super cool atmosphere. Like it's kind of all wood, and and they got a um, standing section behind the one net that I believe is first come first serve. So this place will fill up like an hour before the game with all the all the diehard fans, and they get the the European chants going. Like you haven't gone out for warm up yet, and they're banging drums and bouncing around and and uh it's a very it's a it's a it's a very different way that they cheer over there and they're, they're constantly doing you know they're constantly banging drums and doing chants and it's uh it's a pretty unique atmosphere and it's a it's a lot of fun to be a part of yeah sounds awesome Devin dubnik joining us tonight on inside sports so you know now with you getting this opportunity with the checkers and going to the spangler cup i, I gotta ask are you you know 100 percent focused on getting an nhl contract as soon as possible or are you taking it a, a day at a time what's your mindset with that right now i'm uh, kind of taking it a day at a time right now like i said this this thing with charlotte kind of came up out of nowhere and and it was executed within a couple of days so uh you know went from nothing to to something and and uh you know i just wanted to come and 
come down and enjoy it and, and have fun and play and, and prepare for Spangler Cup. And, and uh, you know, it's a good opportunity to see if it's something that uh, that I would want to do kind of after Spangler if I wanted to continue playing. So, um, you know, I was, I was happy with how I felt and, and getting out there. So I don't want to, you know, still got a couple games to play here. So I, was one thing I didn't want to do was go out and, and think of this as, as something that I need to, to go out and stand on my head and I need to get a contract somewhere. Uh, you know, that's, that's not the case. Uh, I just wanted to go have fun. And, and if I decide that, um, you know, I want to keep playing afterwards, then, you know, we'll see what comes up and see if it makes sense. And, you know, I still think I can play at a, at a high level. So, um, We'll, we'll see how that pans out, but I don't want to, you know, be losing sleep at night wondering if that's going to happen or not. Well, you, you talk about playing at a high level, and, and and you did that for for large chunks of your NHL career. I mean, obviously, you came up with the Oilers and kind of uh, got better every year. And in that lockout shortened season, I think you had a nine twenty one save percentage, and you guys flirted with a playoff spot. And then, um, you know, there was the coaching change, and the whole team kind of had a tough run and you wound up getting traded and then a couple of years later you're with the Minnesota wild and you have this, you know, big five or six year run where you're, you know, I, I think a top five goalie in the NHL. Can you, um, I, I kind of hit on a big part of your career, but maybe just looking back on how it sort of, uh, was going well with the Oilers and then ultimately resulted in, in you getting traded to Nashville. Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, you know, you think, uh, everything's kind of, uh, traveling in the trajectory that you'd expect, you know, you're starting to play more, kind of take over the starter job a little bit, going to a seat, you know, everything's, everything's going up and then it just plummeted. And it was a, obviously a very difficult season uh, in Edmonton. Um, you know, circumstances weren't great. And, you know, I always say I, uh, I didn't help myself any, I didn't play well at all. So things would have been a lot easier if I just stopped the puck. Um, but you know that year kind of crashed and burned and and uh you know it gave me a, a just a different mindset um going into the next year i mean i almost i had i think one one offer was from arizona that was it to go play and, and uh i just wanted to go and and just be grateful and enjoy being in the nhl and i kind of stepped back and realized you know i was i wasn't old but i was getting you know i think i was 28 and and understand that it's it's a tough league to to get into and to to be a starting goalie so if that window had passed for me i just wanted to work as hard as i could and if it was being a backup goalie in the nhl i just wanted to to appreciate and enjoy being in the league and work as hard as i could and be the best backup goalie i could for as long as i could and that kind of freed up my mind to to go out and have fun and and work hard and yeah, obviously, you know, got the opportunity, felt felt good in Arizona and got the opportunity in Minnesota and it just kind of took off. And, and uh, you know, when I first got traded to Minnesota, it was like it's like uh, playing with house money. You know, it was like every every game was a bonus and I was just trying to enjoy it and not uh, not think too far ahead in the future. Try to keep that that same mindset of of just being grateful that I'm here and enjoying every chance that every, every game that I got to play. And I think that really allowed me to go out and, and perform and, and, uh, and not, you know, allow, uh, other, other unnecessary pressures to kind of affect what I was doing out there. And, 
and uh, you know it was it was great, and that kind of carried carried forward for the next uh, next five six years. Yeah, for sure. Devin, do you have uh, this? Might be a tough one, but I'll put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite game either with the Oilers or against the Oilers uh, once you were with some of the other franchises? Uh, yeah, well, there's there's been a few. So um, I uh, I would say, well, I got a couple. I think that my first year with with Edmonton, um, my first win, which took a significantly long time to get, I believe it was my eleventh start, which is which is tough to say, but um, I'll never forget it. You know, it was the, I remember uh, I was talking to my sister and there was a, an article got printed because um, there used to be newspapers back then. Um, <laughs> an article got printed about uh, about me approaching the, like, the modern day record for most starts without a win. And I, my sister called me to ask if I was okay after after seeing that. And I was playing, and we were we were playing Detroit that night. And I was starting. And it was just like I was like five games away from from having the record. And I was like, man, that is not a record that I want to be holding. Um, and uh, we so we were playing Detroit. I'm feeling great. You know, Detroit was was solid then too. They still had all the all the big guns, and we're winning two to one with time winding down and they the pucks in the corner and they managed to work it free and and uh they hit Rafalski backdoor for a tap in with 0 0.3 seconds left on the clock they had to go and and uh check the clock to make sure that time hadn't expired and uh so sure enough they tie they tie the game with 0 0.3 seconds left and I remember just going to the bench, like thinking this, this like can't be real life, like, you know, that close to ending it. And, and I just tried to stay checked in and in overtime and we managed to win in a shootout and it was a, it was a major relief. So that was a, that was a big one for me. Um, and then I, I remember my last game of that season, uh, we played in LA and we won uh four three in a shootout and I think LA outshot us about fifty five to twelve or something. So that was a exciting one for me as well in an Oilers uniform. Yeah, that's uh yeah, so those are some good memories. I, I I'm glad you brought it up and not me. I remember the uh it took you a little while to get the first one, but that's okay. It was, it was long. <laughs> you know, I was it's it's so funny. I was just talking today about with um, Antoine Bebo, who's a other goalie here about how hard it is to make it because you just don't know you know the window could be so small and so many so many different circumstances have to happen for you to get an opportunity and and when you get the opportunity you got to be ready and if you're not like the window could be so small in order to just to just get into the NHL and, and for me um you know I was fortunate enough that Javi Bullen had been hurt and I wasn't ready to play when I got called up, which was obvious with, you know, I was uh, not playing well. And fortunate enough for me, we weren't playing well as a team. So we were obviously out of playoff contention and being a guy that they wanted to have a look at and, and see if I can play and develop, they kind of just kept putting me in games and putting me in games. Whereas in a normal scenario, uh, if a team was competing that, you know, the way that I started my first few games, I probably wouldn't, you know, I would have got sent down and who knows that could have been it. And, and fortunate for me, 
um, I had the opportunity and the, the team kind of just threw me in and, and continued to play me. And then, you know, as the games went on, I was feeling better and better and better to where at the end of the season, I think I was four and two in my last six games and, and ready to play. And I was fortunate to have that opportunity. You know, I had a, I had a big window um, and had a chance to kind of work through it at the NHL level. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially nowadays, there's not a ton of teams that are that are fully out of contention. They don't have that window to just allow a guy to figure out how to play. It's like if you get up and, and you don't know what's going on, then you'll go back down and who knows. So <laughs> I was I was fortunate to have that that time and that that, uh, you know, those games played to to be able to adjust and, and get my game to where it needed to be. Yeah, well said. Well, well, Devin, it's, it's great to catch up with you. I, I know other fans will be happy to hear from you and that you uh, you got some opportunities here ahead. I, I do want to ask here before we go, it, it was a couple of years ago, uh, your, your wife unfortunately had a, a medical emergency, and I know I saw a lot of Oilers fans, you know, wishing you well on, on social media or however they could sort of ex- express themselves. Uh, how is she doing? Uh, she's doing really well. It was uh, it was definitely a, a tough stretch that year. was was very difficult for for all of us, and um, you know there were some uncertainties for a couple months that uh, that we were trying to figure out. But um, fortunately, we were able to 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 go get her into the Mayo. We're again very very fortunate to have a you know one of the best places in the entire planet to you know that was an hour and a half away from us in Minnesota. And so, um, we were able to get some answers and get it taken care of. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're home free now. We got nothing to worry about. She's healthy and, and, uh, we're all good to go. Awesome stuff. Well, Devin, I hope we can talk again soon. Uh, all the best here with the checkers and, uh, all the best representing Canada again at the Spangler cup. Really appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That is Charlotte Checkers goaltender Devin Dubnik, the former Edmonton Oiler, also going to be playing for Canada at the Spangler Cup at the end of the month. Awesome to catch up with him on Inside Sports. Great to have Dubnik on the show. Speaking of goaltenders, I got a text here from Shahid who says this about Miko Koskinen. He says, Reed, why do all of you experts praise Miko so much? He is useless. He is one of the reasons we are chasing a game as he gives up a goal. On the other end, the team always gets the saves. In all the games Miko has won, the guys scored more than the other team. With Miko in the net, we need a minimum of five to six goals to stand a chance. He didn't win, the forwards did. In the games he won, his save percentage was worse than the losing goaltender. The guy doesn't even deserve to be a backup for an American Hockey League team. Forget the NHL. Go with facts. That is from Shahid. Well, Shahid, I'm going to give you some facts. That's three shows in a row you've texted in a, a text criticizing Miko Koskinen. I'm curious to see how many shows in a row you can keep it going. Uh, in all the games Miko has won, the guys scored more than the other team. Well, that's actually true for every game every goaltender has ever won. His players have scored more than the, uh, the, the other team. Uh, his, and you say in every game he has won, his save percentage was worse than the losing goalie. Well, I checked the most recent game he won against Pittsburgh. His save percentage was 941. Tristan Jari's was 810. So where are your facts, Shahid? 
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.